The best of the rest in NFL free agency. Jordan Howard signs with the Dolphins. Greg Olson signs with the Seahawks. Emmanuel Sanders signs with the Saints. Nelson Aguilar signs with the Raiders. And Randall Cobb signs with the Texans. The Fantasy Football Briefing is a daily football podcast delivering you news, opinions, and analysis from a fantasy football perspective. This is the Fantasy Football Briefing. I'm John Maselli here with Jason Spencer. Jason, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. All right, let's uh, let's dive in. So we're going to finish up um, what's left of NFL free agency. I'm sure we will have more to talk about, but as of now, we don't because yeah. there aren't other free agencies. Slow I'm sure there'll be. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be other free agent signings that we'll discuss in the coming days, but those haven't happened yet. So we're going to focus on some of the signings that have occurred over the last few days that we haven't commented on yet, and a couple that occurred uh, very recently. So um, let's start though with Greg Olson signing with the Seahawks. This actually happened a few days ago, but um, let's think about this. So. What do we think about from a fantasy perspective? Obviously, he's a good player. He's been in the league for a really long time. He was good with the Panthers for a really long time. And what's a fantasy-relevant uh, tight end? What do we think now in this new team and uh, next year? You know, I don't think we necessarily know at this point, but I'm very tempted to say he will be a total non-factor. Mm-hmm. But for maybe in daily fantasy, yeah, yeah. like given on on any given week, he could. Sure. But um, I think Will Disley is still going to be their starter, so... Outside of, I would never start a backup tight end on the Seahawks. I think usually their starting tight end is almost not even yeah, relevant. Either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. the last time you think is like Jimmy Graham, and he was like okay, but yeah, I remember thinking that that was going to be a game changer when he was first traded there, and I was yeah. like, well, never mind on that. Yeah, well, um, I remember starting Luke Wilson a couple times, <laughs> yeah. being like, well, he's their starting tight end. Like, he's, he's got to play well. Going to get a lot of like, especially because they didn't have that many good receivers, but, and they no. have Russell Wilson, yeah. but. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know that Greg Olson has any real fantasy relevance yeah. this year until he proves otherwise, but I think that that's a good point on um, potentially having some good weeks in DFS yeah. to target and probably will be, I mean, at the outset of the season, pretty cheap in DFS, yeah. so maybe not a bad option. Somebody that has shown the potential to score yeah. a lot of points. I mean, and obviously Greg Olson had his, he had his day in fantasy, yeah. so out of respect, we will talk about him, but I don't know that it's anything. Right. Good point. Um, all right. Uh, the next signing is uh, Jordan Howard signing with the Dolphins. What do you think about this? Uh, you're an Eagles fan. Tell me what you think. So, you know, I definitely think Jordan Howard is a good player. And I think Jordan Howard in a starting role, I normally would be happy with, but not on this team. Um, I think we've seen a lot of talented running backs start there in the form of Kalen Balazs, who is someone a lot of people say is a talented player. And then obviously Kenyon Drake, and we saw what he did on a different team. And then you now have Jordan Howard, who at the moment, at least, will be their starting running back. And this is a team whose leading rusher last year was actually Ryan Fitzpatrick, who obviously doesn't play running back. He's a quarterback. So if they're, they can't even produce a leading rusher to be a running back, it's hard for me to back the starting running back on that team. With that being said, I mean, he's obviously, if he goes into the season as the starter, will be owned. I think every starting running back on every team should be owned. Mm-hmm. But I'm super skeptical because, I mean, historically, they just have had not good fantasy running backs. Yeah, I, I mean, that's obvious. And I think a big part of that is um, the fact that they don't have a good offensive line. They've tried to work on that a little bit this year. They signed Eric Flowers in the offseason um, just a couple of days ago. Um, I don't know that that means that their offensive line has been fixed, yeah. um, but it's better. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it's good. And, uh, you know, they, they 
averaged as a team last year 3.3 yards per attempt, which is pretty low Mm -hmm. for a a team rushing average, um, which is a concern. On the flip side, Jordan Howard shows promise to me. And so I looked at his uh, three seasons with Chicago's first three seasons. He carried the ball 778 times, which indicates to me that he has the ability to shoulder a large load of the carries, which he could very well be asked to do in Miami. I think it's possible that Miami goes out and drafts a running back, maybe sign someone else even. Um, But if they don't draft somebody who's ready to play immediately or start immediately, then he may very well be called upon to take a large portion of the carries in in that offense. Um, uh, Accordingly, he also rushed um, for 4.3 yards per attempt during that span. Uh, He averaged a little over 1,100 yards per season, and he had 24 touchdowns um, in his first uh, three seasons, which is really good. Um, I think that that indicates that he would be a fantasy viable option and I would draft him, uh, whether that be as a, see, I don't know that I could put him at a low end running back too, cause it's just, that's just way too high, but I definitely think he's a realistic flex play, um, in a two running back league that starts a flex as well. Um, and, and that just becomes, it's just really just due to volume, you know, anybody getting that much volume, um, and really not competing with care for carries with anyone else. Um, has to at least be considered. And I also think uh, the one other drawback to him is I don't think he would be a serious presence in the passing game, um, which is which is a little bit of a concern because especially in a PPR league, you're not getting very many catches from him. So, um, But that's my take on Jordan Howard. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about the three wide receiver signings, which are uh, Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints, Nelson Aguilar to the uh, Raiders, and Randall Cobb to the Texans. Um, we'll We'll talk about each individually, and then we're going to try to rank the three and both give our rankings of those three signings. So, Jason, what do you think about uh, Emmanuel Sanders signing with the Saints? So, I think it's a really good move for the team. Yeah. No question. I think that they are a team that has kind of had like a revolving door sort of at their wide receiver two spot, and I think Manny will fit in there nicely. He Mm -hmm. takes over for Ted Ginn. Um, Fantasy-wise, last year, Emmanuel Sanders had 97 targets. Um, and Ted Ginn, who was their wide receiver too, had 54. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I mean, and MT had 176, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to a team where they have a receiver who had 176 targets <laughs> and it worked for them. Yeah. So I think he might have the same amount of targets this year. Um, so I think his targets are going to go down. I think his receptions will go down. And I think Manny Sanders will be like a borderline flex play mm-hmm. um he'll have good weeks because yeah. he's a he's a very talented player way more talented than some of the other wide receivers that they've been running out there in new orleans outside of mt obviously so that's my take yeah um i took a look at the uh passing yards drew Brees had last year and obviously that's the same um as well a little bit lower than the team receptions receiving yards um and so in total the team's receiving yards without michael thomas was 2,706. And so that would initially indicate to me that outside of the wide receiver one, there's good potential for a wide receiver yeah. two. But the thing to keep in mind with the Saints is they spread the ball out a lot to yeah. a lot of different players. And so if you factor if you factor out uh, Jared Cook, that moves down to right over, a thou- uh, right over 2,000. And if you fa- uh, factor out Alvin Kamara, that goes down to right north of 1,400. And then you've also got a lot of other players that still catch the ball. Yeah. Um, and other, you know, they have a dynamic running game. Uh, like you said, so I, I, you know, there was 655 yards combined from Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith last year, and that's just not enough to be a relevant fantasy And that's option. combined. Yeah, and that's combined. Yeah. And um, 
you know, I, I, like you said, it's a great move for the team. I think it's a great move for Drew Brees. He gets another really, really yeah. talented weapon. But I don't think he's really a relevant fantasy yeah. option, like you said. Um, and maybe we can go back to the DFS thing. It's like he could be an option some weeks and also is probably like a borderline flex play is where I think you're I think you're you hit it on the spot there. Yeah. I just don't know that there's just I mean, it's a great offense. It's really conducive to fantasy talent, but it's just there's so many people there that are going to accrue fantasy points and so you know how many is left for him so um all right uh nelson aguilar signing with the raiders what do you think he's going to las vegas yeah so i mean the raiders are interesting interesting destination for him i think he is a player who i'm an eagles fan so i I see what kind of gets said about him and he catches a lot of flack but i do think it's about all he catches actually um (laughs) (laughs) uh, but i do think he's a talented player he was drafted in the first round and i see why but he's just so inconsistent, and I don't think that will change in Las Vegas. I think he'll be the third receiver behind Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro had over 60 catches last year very quietly, mm-hmm. and I think that'll only go up. So I don't see much value in Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I don't see uh, much value at all either. And like you said, he's inconsistent. I think he had his last season of the last three years, or his worst season of the last three years. His catch rate dropped considerably from the previous two years. And that actually was an issue earlier on in his career, and then it, yeah, it resurfaced, resurfaced last year. Um, like you said, I just, I mean, maybe there's enough room for one wide receiver. I think Darren Waller's still going to be good, yeah. but maybe there's enough room for one maybe two fantasy-relevant wide receivers. And it's like they just added uh, Mariota, too, and maybe he takes over the reins, but Mariota's not really one to have proven that he can sustain a a talented fantasy wide receiver. I don't know, you know, A.J. Brown this year, but before that, I don't know the last time there was a talented... And A.J. Brown under Ryan Tannehill. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, I don't don't really see much value there for Nelson Aguilar, so... Yeah, you'd be banking on a lot of things if you... Drafted him. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see him. Like you said, I don't see him as a draftable player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last one is Randall Cobb signing with the Houston Texans, which I think is an interesting move. What yeah, think? I, I think um, definitely an interesting move, mainly because um, obviously <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is out of Houston, and that is 150 vacated targets. Which, by the way, if you want to hear our opinion on, we just talked about a few days ago. So go ahead and listen to the the other podcast episodes. But go ahead. Uh, yeah. So 150 vacated targets. Um, who's going to take those over? Maybe Will Fuller, maybe Kiki QT. Mm-hmm. But I would actually probably guess Randall Cobb. If I'm honest, I think there's a good chance who will lead that team in receptions. And he's a talented player. He had uh, over 800 yards last year, very quietly, I thought. So, yeah, I, I, I like him. Yeah, and I mean, he was playing as the third option, I would say, too, in Dallas. And so, you know, that's impressive to me, that 800-yard number. Um I also agree. I think there's so much opportunity there, and it's not like the offense is going to be suddenly significantly worse, right? They have a fantastic quarterback in Deshaun Watson in Houston, um, and he's going to be throwing the ball to someone. Uh, I, I, You mentioned Will Fuller. I'm pretty high on Will Fuller. The issue w- for me with him is he can't stay on the field. Yeah. Um, he missed 14 games over the last two seasons, which is a lot. And so that also maybe leaves an additional number of targets vacated that are going to have to be filled by somebody and I don't see why it wouldn't be Randall Cobb. So I actually think he's a really interesting option next year. I don't know where I would draft him right now. I'd have to think about it a little bit longer. I want to see how that shakes out in terms of what their depth chart looks like moving into training camp and then um, beyond that uh, into the preseason. But as of now, I think it's an interesting signing. I think he has the potential to be a 
uh, significant fantasy option. Yeah, I would know? say a solid wide receiver two is where I'd put him right now. Yeah, I think for me I'd go three wide receiver three, but and and like a high end flex play. But you know I can see that argument uh, being made, and I and for me again it just how does it shake out? Where's where's everybody playing? Um, and I do really like Will Fuller, which I'm sure we'll talk about again at some point. And he's got a talented quarterback, so. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. So where would you, how would you rank those three options in order um, of from best option to worst option? So, I mean, Cobb one. Yeah. Two, I would go Manny Sanders because I think he's talented. And yeah. Aguilar, I would go three. But that being said, I will say there's a chance for Aguilar to do better yeah. than one of the two. It's just he needs to show it and he hasn't yet. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the same rankings. Um, I, I also will just add the, the little note that I like Jordan Howard more than all three of these people at the moment. So now that could change if the Dolphins go ahead and draft a running back early or they sign somebody else. But as of now, if I was drafting, I would draft Jordan Howard before any of them. That's a trap. You (laughs) fell into the trap. (laughs) Well, we'll see about that. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully we will. Well, that's all for today. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow and thank you for tuning in.